The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our hosts, Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United and Technology Applications Lead, and Kyle Weiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor. And joining us today on the phone is Andy Schmidt, Regional Agronomist for Winfield United in Missouri. Continuing our conversation on fall burndown, Andy, what happens when farmers forego weed control applications in the fall? We always have some issues every year that some guys who don't use a fall burndown. What we're recommending those guys to do is to do that fall burn down in that early March, April time frame in our world, that first spring burn down, to get that stuff killed earlier in the season. Once the mare's tail gets over five inches tall, it's very, very difficult to control. So the growers that don't get the fall burn down done, they're increasing the rates of dicamba or growth regulators to control uh, the mare's tail. Another problem with not controlling them in the fall if we have a really a dense mat of weeds come springtime, that does uh, attract a lot of cutworm moths come uh, springtime. So usually those are the fields, if you do plant corn in those fields, those would be the first ones you want to scout for, for cutworms, because they can bring in the, the moths from the south and land in those fields to cause some issues come next spring as well. Marisol, not super, super common in our space for a long time, but that's... 90% of, of my calls this spring were, uh, we got this uh, weird-looking weed out here, and I sprayed it, but it's not dying, and what do we do now? And that all comes in full circle with on why we do a fall burndown to control it in the fall and not wait till spring and then try to kill it with glyphosate or any other product. But it's identifying the weeds in the fall if we can, controlling them, or identify them early in the spring to take care of them and not wait until they get a foot tall. So, Andy, one of the things I wanted to ask you about when you don't get a fall burn down done, maybe the your workload got away from you and you wind up pushing that to spring, and you mentioned cutworms. What are some of the, the ways you attack cutworms? Obviously, we can spray an insecticide, and then there's traits. What are the traits that help us on cutworms, and is there differences in those traits? Yeah, there definitely is differences in the traits. So, it, you know, we do have the first trait would be like a double pro trait. Uh, the double pro trait doesn't do anything on cutworm control. That's just going to give you the, the BT for the corn borer and the earworm protection there. So it gives you the above ground traits. The next trait we think about is smart stacks, which is the Herculex trait. It does give you some control of cutworms, okay? But that cutworm has to eat so much of that plant early in the season to control the cutworm. So that trait there, even under high infestation of cutworms, you may still have to spray a Herculex type of trait, a smart stacks type trait. The next one would be the Viptera. The Viptera is a really good trait from the standpoint of cutworm control. The Viptera trait does a good job controlling cutworms in the spring of the year. So Andy, you can make a good application in the fall, and then you get an early spring, and these weeds start germinating. Do you burn down in the fall and then follow up with a burn down in spring before you plant, or are you just going to jump right into post applications or pre to try to control those? That's a very good question. So the common problem sometimes we get into is we have the mindset is my fall burn down worked really good, right? So come springtime, there's no weeds out there. The goal of the fall burn down is to control the winter annual weeds. 
Okay, we take sometimes the mindset, well, it's controlling summer annual weeds as well. And that's not the case. The goal of fall burn down is to control the fall weeds, and we still need to put that pre out there to control our water hemp control our Palmer amaranth, control other grass, troublesome weeds we have out there. So please don't make that mistake of, I don't have any weeds out there come spring, which you probably will be very clean come next springtime, but doesn't give you a sense of, I don't have to put that pre out there for next spring. We still need to put that pre-herbicide out there for the summer annual weeds like Palmer amaranth, grass species, foxtails, ragweeds, and what have you out there come spring. So in the space that we have, there's not a lot of time between we combine till we rip the ground or, or chisel the ground or in a no-till. It's going to turn to cold and, and frozen tundra. But the recommendations I've always told the growers and to help me on anything that I'm missing here is make sure you're spraying your ditches, right, if you're dandelions and thistles and then your field boundaries, fence lines and such. And, and they've been doing a fairly decent job at that, and that's sure helping because it seems like the neighbors that don't do it they got all these fun little dandelions that their kids can go out and pick in the spring. That's right, because, you know, dandelions and things are, are can definitely cause some issues come next spring. So control those winter annuals in the fall is a good idea. So speak to the two 4Ds we got. we got an ester, we got uh, amine products. Do you prefer one in the fall versus the spring? Or kind of walk us through uh, what you prefer in, in your area. So my area, I usually run with the esters. The ester formulations is what we usually run in the 240s. Uh, they usually do better in the cooler, in tougher environments than the amine formulations. Uh, I usually use amines in the summer months and pastures and, and those things, but I use a lot of 240 esters in my geography. But I also use some amines with the brash product. Uh, it does have dicamba and the 240 amine there, which is a good product. You don't have to worry about the restrictions with the amines in the fall time because of the plant back window there. You don't have to worry about that because you're not going to plant corn or beans in December or January, right? So the brash product works great in the fall or run the ester products in the fall as well. I think the other one we, we or I forgot to bring up is the acid, bringing up the new product that we have as Rugged, right? When would you recommend using a product like Rugged knowing it's an acid product? Yeah, so knowing it's an acid product, the Rugged acid product, you know, it doesn't have any volatility characteristics. So if you're concerned about volatility, the Rugged product works great there. You don't have to worry about volatility with that. So if you have conditions where volatility is a big issue, you can use that product there. Where would volatility be a problem? Yeah, that's usually going to be in the summer months when it's a lot warmer, right? You get temperatures above 80, 85 degrees where you have that. Usually not a big issue in the fall, right? Uh, but volatility be an issue when you're in the summer months. If you're running a rugged-type product in the spring burn down and going and planting soybeans, you have a restriction there. Going to planting soybeans for a burn down, if you have volatility concern where there may potentially alfalfa field nearby that you're concerned about, You'd want to volatilize in there or potential off-target movement in your homeowner. So that product could also be used in the pasture market, too, as well, where you're usually spraying those in the summer months, controlling broadleaf weeds in the pastures. So we're going to target um, some lawns, right, because it's not going to be yep. as volatile as sensitive areas. And then ditches mm-hmm. would be a good application in, in the summer, right, controlling your dandelions you and other weeds that are going along your field boundaries. And we do have a question from one of our listeners. How effective are early fall applications of burn-down herbicides on problem fields containing mare's tail and henbit 
for the following spring. This is from Steve in Nebraska. Yeah, so that's where we're really trying to target mare's tail and henbit and uh, other windrana weeds in the fall. So that's a very good time to control mare's tail and these weeds. So target that application uh, this fall. Get that crop off there. A lot of our winter annuals are emerging in the fall. Once those winter annuals start emerging, control that hen bit, mare's tail this fall, and you'll have better success because of no hen bit or no mare's tail come next spring. Speaking of size of the weeds, we got to handle these weeds when they're small. The size of weeds that you think are getting too big if we don't handle them by that time, let's give the audience a little idea of what's too big. So come springtime, when I get over successes and failures that I've come across is when we get over six-inch mare's tail type of weeds come springtime, we have a lot of difficulty control with traditional rates of 2,4-Ds or even lower rates of dicamba. So we may have to switch to a couple different products or increase our rates to higher rates of dicamba come springtime when you get over six-inch weeds. And then you may also have to use tillage, too, where potentially that could be something to control the bigger weeds. So anything over six inches of mare's tails gets very difficult to control that I've come across in the past seasons. I find that uh, a lot of these burn-down applications are, are fairly reasonable priced. And all these emergency situations where we can't or didn't choose to apply the, the chemical when we needed to or, or timely fashion, they get really expensive or the old iron hoe has to come out or strong back type of people. So always, always control the weeds when they're small prior to, and if we get uh, emergency situations, you're going to be spending $30, 40 an acre versus mm-hmm. an application that might be 10 to 15 Yeah, you're spot on, Kyle. The dollars spent when we have to rescue weeds, you're going to spend more dollars per acre to try to control those weeds. And there are probably our chances of actually control those goes down, okay? Where we're spraying them when they're small and actively growing, we can reduce our cost per acre, probably will be a little bit lower. And also our chances of effectiveness to have a close to that 100% control or best control we can increases dramatically when we can use spray when they're small and actively growing. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with our hosts, Kyle Reiner, Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperfirth, Ag Technology Applications Lead. And joining us today was agronomist Andy Schmidt. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. 